Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today... It's Ricardo Benavides. Ricardo Benavides is yeah. here. Uh, you know, I'm glad... It's so funny because I asked if you could do it today. We we're recording this on a Saturday uh, because Brandon couldn't do it until today. Right. And then Brandon, yeah, Brandon, Brandon's like, I can't do it until five or six. And I asked you if that would work for you because you have to drive an hour basically to get here every time. And you said, yeah, I'm anything for the podcast. Yeah, I'm all and in. Then Brandon all the time. Can, then Brandon canceled. And so we, we're still here. But uh, I appreciate you. Oh, and I for, you, uh, you, know, you, you put this podcast before before pretty much anything, Ricardo. And Everything but my marriage. It's, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. That's uh, and that's you know we appreciate that here. You know, like can't say that about all of our all of our uh, co-hosts, but <laughs> that's definitely uh, definitely one for uh, one for you. So, um, yeah, if you if anybody listening, you can go. Uh, like share rate review this podcast we're on all the platforms uh you can email us i always forget to put the email address live to walk again at gmail.com if you have any you know criticism or if ricardo offends you or brandon you're you're upset with brandon uh never being here whatever the case may be yeah go ahead and shoot shoot us an email voice that brandon has exactly exactly um, yeah, so uh, Ricardo, we have an excellent, excellent. Guest yeah, we have an today. excellent guest today. But and oh yeah, my we mom, also have life events. That yeah, are it's my you. it's my mother. It was my mother's sixty fifth birthday yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Sharon Bagnariel, and so she's here today. Uh, she's not actually on a microphone, but she's here with us in studio, listening <laughs> in. So I uh, just wanted to. Send a happy birthday out to my mom. And she looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it's good to, good to see her. I don't get to see her all that often, but it's always great when I do. And, yeah, so that's uh, an exci- exciting times around the Live to Walk Against Studios today. Exactly. And like your uh, your guest is, you know, you got to celebrate every day. You got to make the most out of every day, right? Look, our guest today is incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Strawham, um, she is back in North Carolina. She's doing, I mean, she's incredible. She has a fitness app that's geared towards people with spinal cord injury. She has a spinal cord injury. Um, she's a paraplegic. I, I'm blanking on what level. I think T5 maybe. Yeah. yeah has an incredible uh, YouTube platform where, you know, she does, she has a, a, a wheel with me is her, I guess is the name of her company um, that she developed. And she has a wheel with me like season one through four of like a kind of a vlog show that she does. that follows her around traveling and doing all these different things. She's a, uh, an adaptive athlete. She's an actress. She, uh, has this app she does you know she's fitness and health related big time and I, I was I was blown away I just re-listened to the podcast uh, interview that that I did right before we we started this so I could just r- refresh my memory on everything we talked about and but she wasn't always a super athlete right she no. wasn't always super healthy you know and so that's one of the things here is that um, you know I noticed that a lot of people have life-changing events and not always something that disables them, right. but it changes their mindset. And, you know, all I got to say is Tony Robbins, watch out. <laughs> yeah. She is motivating. I mean, 
I was so motivated by her. You know, I used to say, and I still say it, you know, but when I was working and I would see people come into the morning, I said, you know, we're going to make this the best Tuesday of the week. And people would kind of look at me like, you know, like, you nuts, Ricardo. We got donuts. Of course, it's going to be the best Tuesday of the week. (laughs) So, but it's true, right? Because you just don't know if this Tuesday, you know, you got to set that mindset. You got to get in that state of state of mind to make things work for you. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I, like I said, you know, during our interview, I was just like, your personality is just infectious, like in a good way, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, just it's, yeah, listening to her talk and like, and just the things she, it's none of it sugarcoated. It's all just super real. And, you know, she talks a lot about the, the things that are affecting people with spinal cord injuries and doesn't like i said doesn't sugarcoat it so people like able-bodied people just don't know all the time what we go through as spinal cord injured people so you know she she likes to really push that limit i guess or or, you know doesn't isn't worried about offending people that don't want to hear this stuff it's like this is what we go through this is the challenge. This is what you know, how we deal with it, whatever the case yeah. may be. I just was wondering, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about, and I was recently on a trip with Gina to uh, San Francisco, you know, and getting on the plane, you know, and I was wondering what her travel, you know, she, she said she does quite a bit of traveling, right? Yeah. And I was wondering if she gets on a commercial flights, you know, and how that is. It would be interesting to see that from her perspective because she's, you know, like you said, uh, uh paraplegic not a quadriplegic to right. see what that all entails for her because she's not you know oops i peed you know kind of kind of gal so. <laughs> yeah no she she yeah she definitely keeps it keeps it a hundred percent uh with everything she deals with whether it's incontinence or um you know i saw some videos on her youtube channel about social security and how you know screwed up it is how that treats people with with disabilities um so she she really is like runs the gambit of all the issues you know what i mean like she doesn't leave anything out and i i I just love that about what she's doing and me and her have the same life day we i talked about that for a second in there um we both were injured on january 18th but just i think i was 17 years (laughs) before her or something like that so um but yeah like that's that's great and then she said that there's another uh guy that that is a YouTuber that has the same life day. So that's pretty, you know, pretty crazy uh, coincidence. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, you know, let's, uh, let's get to the interview. Let's get to the interview and we'll talk a little more on the other side. Sounds great, Jerry. All right. This week on the live to walk again podcast, we are super excited to visit with Jesse Strawham. She is the founder of Wheel With Me. Uh, she's an actress, an athlete, a speaker, and a spinal cord injury survivor. Uh, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, no, this is this is great. I'm, uh, I've been addicted to your YouTube videos, kind of getting ready for the interview for the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm, I'm a big fan of what you're doing and, and I'm glad we were able to, to connect here and, and get your kind of, you know, for our listeners to be able to hear, hear what you're doing. So, uh, you know, for anybody that doesn't already know your story, uh, how were you injured? 
Um, so I was a passenger on a motorcycle and a woman made a U-turn in front of us. The driver of the bike didn't stop in time. I was on a sport bike, so the passenger sits a little higher. Um, he went through the back passenger window of this woman's SUV. I went over the SUV. My back broke at T4 and T7. Um, I completely crushed my ribs and my ribs punctured my lungs, nicked my spinal cord. I have a traumatic brain injury and I coded twice and had to be resuscitated. So very, very, very fortunate to still be here. Oh my gosh. And how long ago did this happen? It was January, 2015. January, 2015. I think I saw that your, I, I saw on one of your videos that, um, I think we have the same life day actually, but mine was from 98. So you didn't, I think in one of your videos, you said it was on January 18th. Are, are you serious? I'm you too? Serious. Yeah. Um, do you know wheels to walking? I don't. Uh, so he's also a YouTuber. Uh, he does a lot of really cool stuff. Spinal cord injury survivor. His life day is the 18th too. Oh, wow. Small <laughs> world for sure. <laughs> not, definitely not the, uh, the greatest, uh, greatest holiday to, to, uh, share, but I guess, you know, yeah, it's a small I thing. think it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool. Like I, I had never heard of anybody else. I was shocked when I saw that. So I was like, Oh man. Um, so yeah, you know, I guess going from, so, you, so you're in a motorcycle accident, how long did you, you know, you, you said you coded twice. You had some like major other, other injuries going on along with the spinal cord injury. So yeah, uh, how long did you end up spending in the hospital and, you know, dealing with rehab and you know, how long were you going through rehab, all that sort of thing? Um, so I spent three and a half weeks in ICU and then three and a half weeks in rehab. I got sent home. I was home for a week, developed an infection in my intestines called C. diff, which is really brutal. I don't recommend anybody getting it. It's caused from whenever you're on an antibiotic and the antibiotic kills all the good bacteria in your gut along with the bad. Um, and so then you get this infection in your intestines. It's intense. Um, it's a smell you'll never forget and you'll know if you have it, but I got rehospitalized because of that. So I was home for a week and got put back in. So accumulatively, I was in the hospital for a little over three months. Wow. That's uh, that's intense. I can't believe they only had you in rehab for three and a half weeks. That seems, you know, I, I, was, injured, no. I was injured back in 98. So like they, you know, left us in there for three, four months and um, before they finally send you home. But yeah, I've heard kind of horror stories about, people that have been injured more recently that just get, yeah, it's like you're in and out. Insurance boots you. It's like, oh, we're not paying anymore. You're good enough. And it's like, they literally give you the bare minimum to be able to exist. They don't, they don't allow you to learn how to thrive and live. Uh, no, it's exist. Good luck. <laughs> wow. That, that is wild. That is wild. So, I, I mean, do you feel like knowing now and looking back on, I guess, on your rehab and what they were able to teach you there, um, did you feel like you had even like any semblance of the, the knowledge you needed to go home with this injury? Not a chance. No way. I, I knew how to cath, but I didn't know logistically how I'd make it work at my home because I couldn't transfer. I knew how to do the same with my bowels, but same thing. Um, and my parents aren't home all the day. Like I have older parents to begin with. And they're not home at all anyway. So my mom was like, I'm not helping you. Like, I'm going to die a lot sooner than you're going to die. And so I need you to be independent. So when I leave this world, you can take care of yourself. And my mom really forced me into independence. I mean, I guess that's good. You know, that's a, that's a, a tough, 
probably a tough thing to hear, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably good in the long run to, to toughen you up so quickly. You know, what was that, talk about the transition back to, to your home life after getting out of the hospital. And obviously like you had such a short stay, um, you know, give or take before, at least before you had to go back in with your intestinal uh, infection, but you know, what was that like kind of getting, getting back into like what your new reality was going to be after, after your injury? It was definitely super difficult because you don't, you, you leave the house, right? I left the house walking and I came back in a wheelchair. And although my, I rented for my parents since 2014. And so their basement was set up for a wheelchair user. But when they bought the house, they bought it that way. So I have a roll-in shower. There's bars beside the toilet. The doorway is wide. Like I've been set up from day one and we didn't have to pay that extra money except for to put a lift outside so I can get up and down and then a ramp in the garage. So like I came home and it was set up, but now I'm using these things. I didn't understand what they were for. I thought the roll in shower was just a big porno shower. I was like, damn, look at this porno shower. It's massive. Like, no, it's a roll in shower for a wheelchair user. I had no clue. And so you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I cannot stress enough the importance of community and camaraderie and making friends in this community. Wheel friends are your best friends. And I understand you don't want to be associated with disability and you don't want to be disabled and labeled that. I get it. But if you, there's wheel friends out there that have a similar mindset to you that you can lean on when you're struggling and that could help you through this and empower you through this. Yeah. And that kind of turns to my next question with your, with the, you know, wheel with me and kind of how that came about. And like, you know, when did you start that? I guess, I don't know if it's a foundation or just organization or, um, you know, when, oh. when did you start wheel with me and how'd that come, come to be? So wheel with me is both, um, we have a foundation and a corporation. Um, so wheel with me foundation serves the independence of wheelchair users right now. We are hosting empowerment weeks every quarter, completely free. All you have to do is register for it. And uh, you get a link. There's five nights for a week. You get to learn things from other members of the community that are successful in their craft and what they're doing. So rather than learning from an able-bodied person, we're learning how to eat right from a disabled person or how to adjust our mindset, how to exercise, how to be an advocate, an actor. Like we've had all of these amazing courses to help just empower our community and help them grow and develop. And then Wheel With Me as an organization, we are... We have a few different things going on. We have coaching, we have social media consulting, and we have personal training and fitness and the app. So right now our big push is focused on the app and the fitness side of things um, and building that up. I mean, we just released the app on, on National Fitness Day, so it's still really new. Um, and the one thing I really want to drive home to everybody about it is that it's continuing to grow and develop. So like, send me a message and tell me what you want to see you want to see it, we'll create it and we'll put it in there for you. Like, that's the key. We want to, we want to serve our community fully. That's what this is about for us. It's about serving the community and helping them achieve independence and empower them to just take control of their life. For me, taking control of my own life really started with fitness and nutrition. And then from there, I've just developed this confidence to be able to create anything I want to create. And I want to give others the same confidence to do that in their own life and create the life they've always dreamed of, because there's no reason that we shouldn't, especially being wheelchair users. This is our advantage. This is our superpower. And regardless, like we're a small population in the world. We're always going to be fighting to be, have a seat at the table. Why not? use that to our advantage. People love to help us, let them help us. Right. Now that that's amazing. 
That's me. And so, you know, when I first had reached out to try to, to get a hold of you to, to have you on the show um, a little while back, I, I was thinking you were just, this was all just kind of a health and fitness thing, but digging into it, like I said, over the last few weeks, it's like, it seems like you guys are really approaching this from, you know, more of a holistic, like mind, body, spirit um, type of type of format and trying to you know, touch on all of those things. Uh, you know, what, I guess, at what point in your recovery did you say, hey, we need, we, this is such a big need, like in our, in our community and, and, you know, like this can help other people. You know, it started with my own, my own journey, right? Like it does for everybody. It was like, I was two years into my injury. I fell on a hotel room floor. I was fed up with everything. And I just turned on my phone and I was like, I want people to see me struggle. Like, I'm so sick of being paralyzed, not walking. Cause I was so sick of people saying, can you get any movement back? How's it? How's the recovery coming? You walking again? You're going to walk again? Like, no, 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 dude. I have a spinal cord injury. This is what it is. And like, I don't want to walk. I don't care. I want my bowel and bladder back. How about that? Like, I want to not have to pack an entire bag of medical supplies just to take a weekend trip. How about that? Like, I don't want to have to have a diaper bag. How about that? Like, I want to be able to get myself off the floor easily and not struggle. How about that? Like not walking isn't our biggest issue. And so I posted this video online and I'm like, look, this is not our biggest issue. And I was like, wow, I'm putting a lot of negativity out here right now. I should probably like work on myself. So I started becoming very mindful about what I consume. Um, I love support groups. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But at the same time, there's just a lot of complaining and bitching with no action to change it. And I think that people really need to focus on the action it's going to take to get you to where you want to be. If you continue to complain and put down and, and just complain with nothing to change it, nothing's going to change. And I think that that was the big marker for me. I was like, I'm not strong. I can't do a floor transfer, but if I keep getting online and bitching about it, then it's not going to change. I'll never be able to. So I need to take my own life into my own hands. So I was like, a full force. Let me change my physical and mental diet. Let me be conscious about what I'm consuming, not only through my mouth, but through my brain and my eyes, right? Like our brain leads the body. And the more that we embody that in itself and feed our mind, the correct things, the more that we can grow and develop. Like one of the biggest things that bothers me with this community is everyone assumes that everyone got a massive settlement and everything's been handed to them. I didn't get a settlement y'all. Like I, I got a very small amount that paid my medical bills, literally $30,000 is what I got. Like I didn't get a big, massive settlement that took care of me for the rest of my life. Everything that I've created has just literally been me creating things and then bringing other people in to help me create it. Like, that's what it is. It has, nothing has been handed to any of us. And I think that this community just has their hand out so often and just expects everyone to just give, 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 give. And it's like, no work, 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 work. Just because you're a wheelchair user doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard to make your life successful and to have the benefits. And that's, I think that's probably my biggest frustration and why we, why we really focus on the mindset part is because your mind leads the body. And if you can get your mind strong, your body will follow. No, that's, I, I, it's funny. I actually just, I actually just watched that video um, that you were talking about today that you, you made in the hotel room. And I was like, you know, I was like, damn, this, you know, she's going through it. And we, we all have been in that place. And, and I think that, I guess, after that video, I, you know, I've been kind of just like watching videos over the last few weeks, like I said, 
And it seems like you, you know, I hadn't seen that one yet until like either today or yesterday. And um, it seems like a lot of your focus though is on manifesting and like the, the right mindset. And I feel like that's so important and is not talked about enough in, in our community that, you know, yeah, it, it's easy. It's easy to be pissed off. It's easy to be upset. And, and we all have those moments and those times, but like I think I, you know, like you, yeah, like your videos, it's just like the right mindset is so key to, to everything with this injury. So That's I the definitely thing. applaud you there. I, I, I completely agree. And it's like, if we, if we just give our mind the strength, we will have the strength. So one of the, one of the key things that I do every single day, and I've, I've had this routine since February and I've missed two mornings of it, two mornings since February. And both days I had a bad day. So I wake up, I have this fun little sunrise alarm clock. My phone, when I go to bed, after I send my, I send my check marks for accountabilities to my teams. Um, but after I send my check mark that I completed all my tasks for the day, my phone stays in the bathroom. I don't, it doesn't come into my bedroom with me at night. I have an alarm clock. That's a sunrise alarm clock. It's really nice. It wakes you up peacefully. And then I wake up, I stretch. And I do a quick, it's like a quick five minute stretch. I cuddle my dog, give her morning kisses. And then I read, I read my devotion. So I read a, um, every day there's a, a Bible verse and then an explanation of it. Um, I read the stoic and it's just how to, to be a better human and provide and raise your standard of being. And then I journal every single morning before I even lift my phone, open my phone. I do those three things. And if I, if I wake up early enough to make it to the gym and everything before work, then I also read my 10 pages. I read 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book every day as well. And in the last year, I have probably missed five days of reading. Oh, that's, that's great. I mean, that's, yeah. And like you said, you've been doing it since February, like not pretty much nonstop. Like that's, that's a great way to, I heard like building a habit. If you do something every day for like a couple months that, yeah, you can, you develop that habit and that's just part of your, part of your new normal or whatever. So uh, that, that's very, very cool. Um, I did want to know, so I got hooked on the wheel with me web series that you have. I was like season four. I'm like, damn, I got, so I tried to go back to, you know, season one, season two. Like, when did that, like, when did you start that up and, and kind of like, were you already YouTubing and, and um, big on social media prior to your injury or is it something that's that's kind of new definitely new I never did social media before my injury um, I never I never really got into it it was just more of like and it's still like Instagram for me is an emotional dump like that's my diary where I just like emotionally dump how I'm feeling so a lot of times the captions where people are like thank you I needed this like yeah I needed it too that's why I shared it <laughs> I definitely I like to share the way I'm feeling and, and try to, to help people through their feelings as well because as humans we have to help one another that's key so when I posted that video of me falling on the floor and being frustrated and it got it got 50,000 views within like the first month and I was like oh people are watching oh I should probably put some positivity out and around the same time I had just made the national developmental team for wheelchair curling and so I started traveling and I'm like, oh, I have a GoPro. I got some cameras. Let me make a vlog. And so if you notice, like when you start at season one and get to season four, the quality and the editing has improved so much because I do it all. 
And like, so you got to watch my growth as a YouTuber as well, which is really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's very, it's, they're great. And I'll, I'll put a link on, on the podcast notes so that people can check that out. Um, The other thing I was wondering if you were big into before your, your accident uh, was just the health and fitness stuff. Was that, was that something that was big in your life before or no? No, not really. I mean, I went to the gym every now and then, but I never had a structured program. I binge drank every weekend. Um, most of the time when I got off work, I came home and drank. I'd have a beer too. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's what my mom does. And I just do raised around it and you think that's normal. So then I got paralyzed and I gained 30 pounds. So I was 160 at my heaviest and transferring obviously is not easy when you weigh a little more, um, getting dressed, just managing your body it's pushing all of it was so difficult so I was like oh something's got to get um so I'm down 30 pounds since since that first year and I'm just working to be the strongest version of myself now for me it's about being as independent as possible so I'm like I want to be able to lift that full laundry basket off the floor onto my lap I want to be able to carry things and put them in my car and get my luggage in my car without having to ask my parents for help or anyone for help because I'm in this transitional period now where which is why I went back to work. Um, my parents are about to retire and they want to sell this house because it's massive and they, they're ready to downsize and move on with their life and understandably. And so like, I refuse to rent from anyone but my parents. Like I've been paying rent since I got out of the hospital and I refuse to pay rent to anyone else. So I'm like, I want to buy a house. And with my disability income and my entrepreneur income, it wasn't enough to get a good loan. So my mortgage broker is like, hey, you should probably get a real job, get off disability and like, you know, make more income. We need more income. So I'm like, not a problem. Went out, got a job doing what I did before I was injured for the first time in over seven years. Um, so I'm an orthodox assistant. I adjust wires and braces on people. Um, and I, I haven't done it since being paralyzed. Literally I went in for a working interview and that was my first time being inside someone's mouth since being paralyzed. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. And then they hired me and I've been working full-time since. And I will say it is miserable. Um, sitting, for, and it's funny, sitting for eight hours for work is very hard because when I worked at home, I would get in my standing frame and I'd work out of my standing frame for four hours, you know? Um, and then not only that, adjusting to how I work on the patient because of my chair, I can't get under the patient the way you typically would as a dental assistant. And so I have to work from the side. And so it's like being willing to adapt and realize that the world will never be fully adapted for us. That's just not it's not feasible, but we, we can adapt to the world. Now, am I saying that when things aren't accessible, that's not right? No, it's still not right. But like, at the same time, we can't get mad that everything's not perfect. Like we'll probably never see full accessibility in our lifetime, no matter how much we advocate and fight for it. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's definitely true. Um, you know, moving back to the, to your, to like the web series and your YouTube videos, I, I found myself the other day watching like a nine minute video of you doing like chemistry experiments for homework or something. And I was just like, this is like, it's just captivating. And so I think you have like a very infectious personality. I think you're, you're great at what you do. Um, and so like touching on that, are you still in school? Are you studying for, for a degree or something? And, and what, um, what is that degree if you are? So I finally finished my associates. I registered for my associates degree in 2012 um, and I never took it serious. And then I was registered for full-time classes, literally attended two weeks of classes and got in my accident. 
So I took four years off and I was like, all right, I'm going to go back and finish this. So I finished my associate's degree and my long-term goal is to go back for psychology, but I'm probably going to be like Eric Thomas, where like he went back in his mid thirties for his bachelor's and then went back for his master's in his forties. Like that's probably going to be me. Cause right now my, my focus has shifted and I realistically cannot add school back to my plate, but my ultimate goal is to get a psychology degree. Uh, so I can be at least a clinical psychologist to, to help people on that front when it comes to fitness, because when all these fitness coaches out here, like I have my personal training degree, I'm adaptive training certified through CrossFit and the adaptive training Academy. So like I have my certificates, but no one ever talks about the mental aspect that goes into, into weight training and fitness and resistance training as a whole. There's so much mental side of it that we need to overcome that with our disability before we can actually get into the training part. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense for sure. That, and yeah, I think it's, it seems like you'd be great at that. Cause I mean, you, yeah, you can, you can understand like, yeah, if I'm going to go to a, a therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist, I'd rather go talk to somebody who is going to understand where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? So thank you. I think that's a great uh, niche that you could, could definitely, uh, a good uh, practice built off of. So, um, you know, I, I was that, you know, with the video thing, I'm like, I'm so impressed because I just don't, I don't feel like I have enough ideas to do like cool videos all the time or anything. So I've always like, feel like I, I kind of have like a writer's block or creator's block or whatever. But, um, you know, you, you are so like open to go, like you'll talk about um, I, I saw that like, there was a series on like sexual experiences that people have had or like how, you know, when you're dealing with a spinal cord injury, like how it's different, like the, these different things. And then like you do transfers and how, you know, like, oh, like, well, if you're going to transfer into a booth at a, at a restaurant, maybe it's a high booth, this and that. And like, and there was one of them and you're just like, oh, I think I just peed. And you're, like, you're just like, you're so open about it though. And I mean, that, and that's the, you know, I mean, it's, it's a shitty deal, but that's the stuff we deal with, right. On a daily basis. And, and I think like laughing about it and, um, you know, just, just talking about it, it makes it, it makes it not, not such a bad, or like a stigma or whatever, or whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, how hard was that for you, I guess, to open up and just be so real about everything? You know, <laughs> Since day one, I've been pretty, I, I'm not day one. I would say probably two years in. Um, Cause day one, I was definitely like, Ooh, gotta hide my cats. Gotta hide my pull-ups type of thing. When I switched to children's pull-ups with the designs, that's when I was like, you know what? I'm cute and I can't control this. And if anyone has something to say about it, fuck them. Like, why are you coming at me for something I can't control and like making fun of me for that? That's silly. And you're the dumb one for that. And so like, I was just like, no, I'm not going to allow people to have that control over me. And so I just owned it. Like I have bladder incontinence. That is my biggest struggle with this injury, hands down. And the more that we normalize the bowel bladder issues that come with this injury, the less that we will feel a certain type of way about it. And that's why I'm so open about it. Because if I'm like, Hey, I pissed myself too. Hey, you know, I shit myself the other week. Like on Tough mutter course, I definitely, I smelt it and I was like, oh no, no. And I like let some nuggets come out, you know, like, you know how y'all know how that is. And that's the thing you're laughing because you know, you've been there. And if I can create that re relatability and that authenticity, and then for my able-bodied followers and people that are watching for them to just normalize it with them, for them to be like, you know what? 
I pee myself sometimes too. Like moms, moms pee themselves all the time. And like to be able to relate on that level and find that common ground, I think that's huge. And so that, that is why I'm so open. It was never, it was never about me and, and being shy and sharing. It was more about like, I just want to normalize this for other people. Because again, if I'm struggling with something, I know someone else is. Yeah, no, that, and it's so, it was so refreshing seeing that. So I, I applaud you for sure. Um, you know, and, and I just have a few questions left for you here, Jesse. I know yeah. I appreciate you so much taking some time out to, to visit with us. Um, yeah, I want to talk about athletics and like the first video, like I just happened to throw on of your, of the um, wheel with me web series. I think it was like season two, maybe episode one. And you were talking in the first episode, you were talking about curling and you were showing your, and, and like me and a few of my friends are obsessed with curling every four years for like three weeks during the Olympics. And then we'd like never think about it again. And I didn't, first of all, I didn't know there was adaptive curling, which I'm very excited about. But then um, it, like halfway through, like, uh, first of all, how'd you get involved in that? And then I know, like, I think in that same video, you said that basically you got kicked off the team because you had a medical marijuana license. No, no. So I, got, I wasn't allowed to, um, racing. I used to race off road um, in a single seat side by side. And the team manager kicked me off the team because I don't have a medical marijuana card. And I, I'm open about my cannabis use. I, I, I don't really care for prescription pills. I've seen them destroy too many lives and I didn't want to become another statistic. And so I started using, I never smoked before I was injured. I never messed with cannabis at all. And I got paralyzed. And that was the one thing people said helped their pain. And like, my pain is a 10 some days. Yeah. So um, I'd rather, you know, go smoke a joint than go to pop a 10 milligram Percocet where it's going to knock me out and constipate me. Like you, you have to trade off the side effects, right? Like there's side effects, to everything people will judge you for cannabis. You won't poop right. And you'll fall asleep on pills. Like which one you want, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing yeah. with life in general is like, there's two hearts. You have the heart of being a victim and being miserable in your own reality, or you have the heart of showing up every day, which heart are you going to choose? No kidding. So it was that you, that you were using marijuana, but you didn't have a medical marijuana card that they kicked you off at? Correct. Correct. Ridiculous. So, um, with curling, I had to quit smoking because, uh, yeah, because I didn't have a, a medical card. And so I couldn't get, um, the USADA waiver. There's a TUE waiver um, that you get when you have certain medications that are on the banned substance list. And I, I don't live in a medicinal state, so I couldn't get that waiver. Man, that's terrible. That is terrible. Well, so, um, was curling awesome anyway? Like I, yes. why we're doing it? <laughs> yes. I spent, um, I spent three years on the developmental team and it was some of the most fulfilling time in my life. Uh, that team, is amazing. And to see my friend, I'm going to shout out my friend, Oyuna. Um, she went to the Paralympics this past year and I'm so dang proud of her because we trained together and that was like our goal together. And to see her see it through was amazing. I, uh, I left the team in February, 2020, I was having severe shoulder issues. And then I wanted to finish my degree. I just wanted to really, I want to focus on me and my business. Cause again, my parents are getting up there in age. They want to retire. I have to have a game plan for when they're ready to move. I can't just be like, all right, my parents are ready to move. I have nowhere to go. Like that, that's not too many of us do that where we wait until last minute to figure it out. And it's like, no, you got to kind of plan for yourself and prepare. 
because your current situation will come to an end eventually. And so you've got to like, you've got to be ready to pivot. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good mindset for sure. Um, you know, and then the other sport I, I saw you in, uh, so to preface this, my brother, Brandon, who is my co-host on the show, his wife, Carmen, and her friends do Spartan races. And I was always impressed by that until I saw your video. And now I'm just like, you guys are terrible and you just step your game up because you are out there just killing it doing Spartan races. And uh, like, how did that come about? Like, that's incredible. Um, so my friend Shannon, who lives uh, about two hours from here, she couldn't make the Charlotte Spartan race a few years ago with this organization called More Heart Than Scars. And so she's like, do you want to go? And I was like, mm, yeah. And so I met my team lead, Sarah Fox, on that first time on course. And I had went out a few more times with her and I did a Tough mutter course. And I was like, ooh, I like these obstacles better. How do I do this all the time? Well, More Heart Than Scars typically ran Spartans. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. <laughs> and so I applied for a grant and um, Mike Fox built me a chair from it. I got a grant from Kelly Brush and then the first chair didn't work. So Mike Fox actually gifted me another chair and uh, I get to go out and, and do these tough mutters. So I've done 13 now and most of them have been overnight events. So I've done their um, world's or their toughest mutter, America's toughest mutter, which is like eight to 12 hours overnight. Um, past years, it was eight this year, it went to 12. So I just completed Philly, um, back in May and then I've done worlds, which is their 24 hour events three times. And I'm going out for my fourth event this year. And now wow. it's really cool because we started in, in 2018 and there was nothing for adaptive athletes. And now we have a whole adaptive program and it's, it's really cool to see tough mutter get on board and, and support these adaptive athletes and giving them a safe place to go to test their limits and test their mind and test their body and then go out with a team and like give up your independence for a little bit to have this team help you through this course. Uh, that, that is so like, Jesse, I tell people all the time, like, that's the reason I started doing this podcast. I just feel like there's so many just dope people that have spinal cord injuries and are doing amazing things. And yeah, this interview definitely proves that. So this is, uh, I'm so like, that's, that's amazing that you're, you're able to do that. And, and uh, yeah, that's very, very cool. I'm, I'm excited for you. So good luck in the next one and congratulations on completing all these past ones. That's, <laughs> That's very, very cool. Uh, you know, and then the other, the, I guess kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on was your acting. Um, and I know I saw like a little clip of a show called maybe Date Me. I Date think me. Yeah. yeah, that you were in that. And then I saw another video where you were practicing your Russian accent that was very, very funny. And uh, yeah, so how, I mean, was acting something you were interested in prior to your prior to your uh, injury and, and, you know, how did you get into it um, after being in the wheelchair, all that kind of stuff? So when I was a kid, I would watch Disney Channel and like Wizards of Waverly Place and Hannah Montana were the two, right? And I'm like, how the heck do they get to act? How do they do that? And I'm like, I want to do that. And then, you know, you pushed out your mind because it's not something that's possible for you. So in December 2019, my friend Amber's like, Jesse, let's go to this open audition for this talent agency in Charlotte. And I'm like, Amber, like I'm a wheelchair user. What do you mean? She's like, yeah, exactly. Come on. Um, Cause Amber's uh, able-bodied. She races NASCAR, super rad chick, but 
she drags me to this audition with her. And I'm like, I'm nervous as heck. Cause you know, you're looking around, you're the only person with a visible disability in the room. And you're like, holy crap, how, why are they going to want me? So I auditioned for this agency. I got a call back immediately and they sent me to this three week acting intensive boot camp and then signed me. Um, so it just literally started with me putting myself out there and, and showing up and then being consistent. I tell people all the time, I've done probably close to 200 auditions now, and I've only landed like five, five paid jobs. So <laughs> man, that's, that's a lot of work, but I mean, if you love it, like, why not? That's awesome. It's so, and it's not even like, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And don't get like, I, I really do enjoy it. And I didn't realize it, but when I started acting, it was to create visibility for us to show other wheelchair users, Hey, like put yourself out there and you can do this too. Like you just have to be willing to work. I just had an interview this morning with the today show. And it's because I reached out to the today show to say, Hey, I just released this fitness app. Can we promote it? I'm, I have an interview with my local news next week because I reached out to them. Like nobody's going to come and give it to you. You have to take action in your own life and go after what you want. If you want something, work for it, go get it. Cause it's not going to get handed to you. That's not the way the world works. I love it. I love it. Well, Jesse Strahan, give us all of your, like, yeah, give us all the details. Like what, um, what's the name? Is the app just wheel with me? Like, what's the name of the app? Tell us all the, all, where to find you, all your socials and that stuff. And I'll, I'll attach it all to the, the podcast notes too. But yeah, go ahead. Give us your, uh, kind of your rundown. Perfect. So the first thing I do want to say is if you gain value from today's episode, please share it directly with a friend who can also gain value. Don't just share it on your social, share it with a person. Uh, that's how these podcasts grow. And you can help somebody with the message that we shared here today. So if you want to follow wheel with me, it's at wheel with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook and Twitter. Um, for wheel with me fitness, that's literally called wheel with me fitness. You can go to your Google play store, or Apple app store and download this app right now on your phone. Um, and send me a message on Instagram. I do my best to reply to all of them. I do have some help. Um, send us a message. Let us know what you want to see more of. If you want to follow wheel with me fitness, um, it's wheel with me fitness on everything. And then for me, it's just Jesse Strawham on all platforms. That's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. Am I missing any? <laughs> oh man, MySpace. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's awesome. And yeah, so and in the in our last couple minutes here, I just wanted to ask one more thing. I usually ask anybody that is dealing with a spinal cord injury that we have on the show, what's like a piece of advice that you could get? Maybe something you found that's a little outside the box. Um, that somebody dealing newly injured could, could look at and, and maybe benefit from? Realistically, I want you to think about the fact that you had bad days before you were injured. The difference in your bad days pre-injury to now are that they're injury focused bad days. So switch the narrative, like realize that regardless of walking or not, you had struggle and you had bad moments. Your struggle is just more apparent now because you're taking, you took all this for granted. So realize that you're never going to be hundred percent okay with this injury because you were never hundred percent okay with your life before the injury. And that's okay. The key is just getting out of those low moments to go out and persevere and live the life you're capable of. This injury is your advantage. People love wheelchair users capitalize on it capitalize on the tool that you have you are more powerful than you think it's up to you to take action and go make it happen 
Man, that's a, you have an amazing message, Jesse. I appreciate you so much. And thank you again for, for joining us on the podcast here. And um, maybe we can do it again down the road a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to chat again. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. That was Jesse Strawham. Uh, I can't thank her enough for, for coming on the, the podcast. Like just like, a, you know, I just thought her energy was so cool. And, and I really, uh, I really just think she's a great kind of spokeswoman for the paralysis community and like doing doing great things to keep people healthy and you know that's a big big thing that we uh, you know point of emphasis for the live to walk again foundation is keeping your body in the best possible shape until we they come up with a a cure for how to you know heal spinal cords so yeah you know um and she's great for able-bodied people because you know as we get older you know we're going to end up you know some of us end up in wheelchairs using walkers all this stuff i mean you know you never think that this is going to affect you, right? Because, like, you know, it's an ordinary day, and all of a sudden one day, you know, my brother just fell, messed his knee up, you know, and he really hurt himself. So, I mean, I think all this stuff is really valuable. But you know what I really take away from her thing is how she sets her day, right? You know, journaling, all that stuff, all that self-positive talk is, you know, really what people should do. You know, like, I get up and I look in the mirror in the morning and I go, that's an old man staring back at me, you know? But... You know, I'm happy to be here to be an old man, you know? Yeah. So. You know what? That makes me think of this. I I heard this, uh, you know, like choose one type scenario thing on the radio the other day. And it was if you could take a pill at the age of 35, it's going to make you immediately look 50, but you'll never age but like you won't will never look older than 50 would you take the pill at 35 no no but you never you would never look older than 50 oh it doesn't matter but you, the the beauty is in the wrinkles and in, in the right in the you know the gray hair or the loss of hair i mean that shows the you know it's like uh like a a, a greek statue right the beauty's in the carving right and you right. see all the wear and all the nicks and oh, yeah, chips the, and scars right right i mean the, the beauty the, in you jeremy is your scars right right that's what makes you beautiful you know no, i agree man you know? i think I, so, I wouldn't do it either so. yeah 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 there's no way yeah there's i no thought way. that i thought that was interesting but it's yeah. funny because the, uh, the i've asked a few people that are older than 50 and a few people that are under the 50 not trying to age you right now ricardo but oh, I'm, uh, i'll be 61 <laughs> this year yeah, uh all the people that are older than 50 have said no i would take the pill and the people that were younger than were like uh, i don't know i don't think i would so no so. I, I you know i wake up in the morning you know we've talked about this before you know and i roll out and sometimes i have some stiff joints my shoulders hurt once in a while but yeah. I embrace that. That's just all part of me. You know, that's right. That's that's the part of feeling the yeah, you're like you're, you're feeling, you're feeling the journey yeah. there, you know, the yeah, you're feeling yeah, you what you've been through. You don't want to be numb to that. You know, can you imagine always feeling the same all the time with uh, not, you know, it's, it's like losing part of your emotion, you know. Right. Well, so. and that's another thing Jesse talked about that she, you know, she doesn't want to be on opioids all oh, the time right. and that you know, she basically got kicked off of I thought it was off of this the curling. She's a she does curling, bro. Yeah, I know, I, I know. Yeah. I would love to do curling. Yeah. Anyway, um, but she got. I guess it was a racing team though that she got kicked off of 
because she used cannabis but didn't want to get a medical marijuana card. Right. Just to, I guess, to not be on a list or whatever. And so, um, just the, like, I, I never can, like, wrap my head around that. Like, why, you know, like the NFL, for instance, like, these guys are beating themselves up every day in practice, every, you know, every game um, on Sundays. And the NFL won't, just because it's like uh, this this thought in people's heads that weed is bad and uh, evil, but it's like alcohol is fine when alcohol causes probably, you know, 90% more problems than, than marijuana does. So. Yeah. And, and you, you've known me for a long time, Jeremy, you know, and I have this uh, heart condition and stuff. So I try to stay away from, you know, all kinds of other medications and try to minimize the number of pills I have to take <clears throat> the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And one of the things that I don't take is I don't take a lot of, um, like I said, uh, like Tylenol and stuff like that, because it's bad for your kidneys and your liver and whatnot. And uh, so a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, my son, Anthony, uh, is a, uh, a full-time salesman, part-time pharmacist, and uh, made made some uh, CBD jellies for me. Okay. And, and um, you know, and he goes, you should try one, Dad, have one, you know. So I tried it. I had the best sleep that mm. night. <laughs> I went to bed. That I've had in a long time. It was just like, you know, didn't knock me out or anything like that. You know, I didn't have anything, you know, no weird feelings or anything like that. But I just felt really rested when I woke up in the morning. That's awesome. Tell them to, yeah, tell them to make a little jar of those for me. Okay. I need some, uh, I could use some good sleep. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's the thing. Like I I eat, like I don't smoke weed because I don't need any. Your lungs, yeah. Yeah, I don't need any problems with my lungs, but I... I do enjoy some edibles sometimes and I, you know, I don't really take them to get high and like screw around, but it's, you know, I mean, it does take the edge off a little bit and it's, uh, definitely helps with sleep. And, you know, I think, yeah, your body, it's, you know, God put this here for us. Like it's this this beautiful plant. So (laughs) there's a, gotta remember that. Yeah. There's a difference between abuse and use. Yes. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, now that we've uh, covered all of those bases, um, yeah, you know, I, I I just thought, yeah, Jesse's message. I hope everybody enjoyed that. And you know, like she said, don't just like it. If you could share it, that would be great. Send or send. Yeah. It. Don't don't. She said, don't just like and share, but to actually send it to somebody or tag somebody in the. Yeah. Exactly. Tell somebody in the about post. it. Yeah. You know, tell somebody. Your close friends. You know. Yeah. Get people to listen. We appreciate everybody listening and and uh you know tuning in and and staying with us on this journey i guess um you know we're gonna definitely find a cure for paralysis eventually so stay tuned we're gonna be back uh in the next couple weeks i'm gonna have this guy on called the paralysis assassin uh which is awesome i can't wait to talk to him he uh he was gonna come on but he got he got a little bit uh was under the weather this week so we're gonna reschedule that but um yeah he's he's got a great message as well and we're just gonna keep grinding man until we can find find a cure for this goddamn thing yeah so in the meantime keep doing what you're doing everybody and enjoy the yeah. best whatever day you listen to the week this is <laughs> all right until next time guys if you could listen like rate review and share we would appreciate it and we'll be back uh, next week 